Thank you for tuning in to the Springs Church Podcast. Here, you'll find messages that are powerful, inspiring, but most importantly, straight from the Word of God. If you're located near Tacoa, Georgia, or in Tacoa, Georgia, we'd love to see you on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Enjoy today's message, and remember, we love you, Tacoa. For a few minutes this morning, I want to talk about depression. Um, the reason is, we are a church that we are not afraid to tackle hard subject. We are not afraid to shine, to shy away from things that that the world has an answer, but the church just stay quiet. You know, I'm old school, spirit filled people. We believe there's nothing that God cannot do. I'm not serving an a, 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 a old God, that God that used to do the miracles, he doesn't do miracles anymore. That's religion. That's religion because God is not dead. Somebody say amen. We're not serving a dead God this morning. Uh, and we believe God's going to do great things. We have Misty K right there. She, she had a, a, an awesome test where God healed her a couple months ago. She had a lump in her breast and God healed her. She went home trying to find it. Nothing was there. Somebody say amen. We have so many testimonies. Uh, Elizabeth had problems with her spinal cords, and God, God healed her with L1, L2, L3. God healed her once an instant. Somebody say amen. amen. Because we serve a mighty God. Amen. We're not serving a dead God. Uh, Dennis not here today, but he had his, his left ear was messed up, could not hear 75 deaf, and God touched him an instant. He could hear everything. Somebody say amen. amen. We serve a mighty God. We have a family who lives in Duluth. They're probably watching us online. Hello, Travis. Um, they couldn't have kids. They went to the doctor so many times. Doctor said, it's over. You, you might as well give up. You will never have kids. And guess what? The church prayed. We prayed. We are not dead. And guess what? Last, last, yesterday, he sent me a picture. His, his son's name is, is Sebastian. Sebastian is so big. He's, he's smiling. That's a miracle, baby. Come on, somebody. God can set you free. Amen. And whatever you need today, God can do it. If you're dealing with depression, God can heal you too. We're not, we're, we're not, we're not denying the fact. We, don't get me wrong. We're a very balanced church. Please go see a doctor. We're not saying don't go see a doctor. We're not extreme. But also we believe in the great physician. When the doctor said they cannot do anything, when they said this case is over, and God said, let me say something about it. Somebody say Amen. Let's bow our head right now. Let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we praise you, God. We say thank you for your grace. Thank you for your grace right now. Thank you for your grace right now. Thank you right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Father, do you know how to keep the screen on so it doesn't die? Oh, let's keep praying. Father, we say thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. We are asking right now to heal us, to touch us. Lord, we bind the enemy. We bind any attack. We bind any distraction. We bind any spirit of heaviness. We take control over doubt. We take control over, over unbelief, over things that say God doesn't heal. Lord, we take authority against those things right now. And people who are watching at home, right now, Lord, I pray that you touch them wherever they are right now. Wherever they are, if they could not make it today, Lord, I'm asking that you touch them right now. You touch them right now in Jesus' name. Touch them. Lord, I'm asking for, for your presence to fill this house. Your presence to fill this place. Your presence to fill this house right now. Right now in Jesus' name. Right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we love you. We say thank you for your grace. Amen. Amen. 
um, I just want to say thank you for the guys who help us with um, uh, with the stage a couple of weeks ago. We just want to say thank you for helping Joel, Bradley, all those guys, uh, Falek, uh, for Dan helped you. Who else helped? Yeah, they helped put the stage together, helped try to fix it. It was messed up. We want to say thank you. Uh, and 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 uh, uh, yeah, Dan. Falek, yeah, Bradley, yes, thank you for, for, for making the stage looks back. Thank you, so looks good, thank you. Joel, too, yes, Joel, thank you. Thank you so much. You got it, you got it, you got it fixed? Okay. All right. Okay, <laughs> I don't have no power. Okay, we'll push by the old spirit, okay. Um, if you have your Bible this morning, quickly, we're gonna talk about depression. Uh, let me tell you something about depression. I suffer with depression 10 years ago, I went to season of my life. Man, nothing makes sense. I used to own a business in, 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 in Buckhead. I used to own four dry cleaners. And, and I was losing money. I was printing money. I was losing money. I didn't know what to do. I was out of college. I was losing money. I had four stores. You know, I, you know, I was burning cashes. I could not make ends meet. It was a bad business. You know, I wasn't ready for it. Um, I was losing money. I ended up losing, lost a lot of things. Um, I, I ended up losing a lot of things that I used to own because of the business. And I remember one night after, I, after we closed down the store, we closed the dry cleaner, and I was so depressed, so lost, didn't know what to do. I wasn't praying, I wasn't reading my Bible because I thought I could figure things out. And my family went home and I stayed there and, and I told everybody to go. And then I already had that plan that night because I knew I was gonna take my life. Because I feel it was gonna be the best thing to do so I can take the pain away from my family. And when I was ready and I took the rope because it was a big warehouse with dry cleaning and I looked down and I said, everybody's gone. And I, I, I was looking at the, at, the, at, the, at the thrust there and I said, this is it tonight. I'm gonna take my life. I hate life. It's like I could walk, I could feel the pain. And my, I could feel the pain, I could feel the pain. You know, you, you are so desperate. And that night, I'm, I, I was ready to take the rope and, and to throw it away and to throw it and pull it and get on top of that chair and drop myself. And I was ready to do it. I was ready, I had the plan to do it. Because life wasn't making sense to me. And I was far away from God. I thought God gave up on me, you know. But he never gave up on me. I gave up on him. And I took that rope and I'm ready to do it. And then, you know, I make sure I check the doors. Nobody was, the door wasn't unlocked, so, you know. And I'm looking, I'm ready. I said, okay, this is the place. It was a thrust like that. I said, this is the place I'm gonna do it. And in the moment I'm taking the rope and I heard a voice said, James, James, it was loud. I said, do not harm yourself. Do not harm yourself. Do not harm yourself. And I know it was God. I don't know what you're going through this morning. I know some of you are going through some hard, hard things you feel God's giving you, has given up on you. I'm not preaching from a heart of judging you, but because I know sometimes life 
take the wrong turn. You did not sign up for that. Sometimes things happen, circumstances happen. People that you trust, people that you used, things you thought that was gonna work. In my case, it was a business that I thought it was gonna work. I thought I was gonna live a life that I wanted. Then I saw my dream got lost. I saw everything got, I lost everything that I own. And some of you are going through things and you feel like life is giving you a beat down. You feel like, and I'm saying today, God's saying, don't give up. Don't give up. And I'm preaching today not from a heart of judging you because I know the reality. Some of you need to take your medicine. I'm not saying don't take medicine, but at the same time too, I'm here to tell you there's a God is here. He can heal you, whatever you're going through. Somebody say amen. Depression is a reality. Depression is, 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 is a human experience. It's, it's okay sometimes to be depressed. That's how God created us. And, and we can't deny that because sometimes we say, oh, people, you're not supposed to be sad. But sadness is okay. It's natural. That's how God created us. But the problem with sadness is when the sadness prolongs, is when you go to that grieving tab and it keeps going, it never stops. That's where it becomes depression. There's nothing wrong being sad. There's nothing wrong being hurt. There's nothing about. There's nothing wrong about grieving loss of family member, loss of child, loss 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 of parents. There's nothing wrong with it. That's normal. God created us to be like that. But it's after six, seven years, or after six months, two, three years, and you're still grieving over that. And you still feel like you can't, you can't move on. Or after that divorce, somebody did you wrong, they left you. And, and, and after two, three years, you're still crying over it. You can't function right. That's depression. That's depression. And, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's, it's when that depression goes longer than, than, than what you expected. And that's where it's become a problem. That's where it becomes a problem. And and, 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 and and when when you when you get in that in that moment, that's where you have to you have to ask for help. You have to ask for help. You have to ask God to help you, or you have to let people know. And when you see going to that season of time, you have to fight against it. You have to hate depression. You have to fight against it. Because if you don't fight against it, it will take over your life. That's not, it is not the will of God for you to live a life in, in, in that despair. And, and after you went through that hell you went through, and after six, seven years, you're still crying. You still can't move on. You still can't function. You still feel like you are lost. Nothing, nothing makes sense to you. Nothing is enjoyable. You don't enjoy hanging out with people. You don't enjoy, with, you don't enjoy being around. That's where it's, it's become a problem. You're getting this this morning. And that's, why, that's how, as believers, we have to fight it. We have to fight it. Put the verse Isaiah, Isaiah 10, verse 27. This is what it says. Lord, help me with that iPod thing. Um, get my cell phone in my office. Somebody get my, my cell phone. I keep using my cell phone. He said, it, sh it shall come to pass on that day that this burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from your neck. This is what the Bible says. It says, the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. There's an answer. Depression is like a yoke on your shoulder. 
Depressions, whatever infirmity, whatever you're going through, depression is like a yoke over your shoulder. You know what a yoke is? A yoke, that's a that's an old way, you know, in the country they still use yoke. Um, uh, is that my cell phone? No, I need my cell phone, my notes. Yeah. Um, um, it's 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 like it's it's like it's like it's it's like it's like a yoke over your shoulder. Over your shoulder, you can't you can't function. You can't function. And, and it, 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 you, you can't live. It's like they put a yoke everywhere you go. It's controlling you. And that's what depression is. Give me a minute, people. Let me get my notes. All right. Do you know what you can break? So you say you should, depression is a yoke. Depression is like a big coat over your life, over you. It's real. But the Bible said the anointing can break whatever the yoke you're going through. Whatever that yoke is, the anointing can break it. Whatever, you, whatever that's putting you down, whatever that's holding you down, whatever you feel like that you cannot break, the Bible said the anointing, the presence of God can break it. The Bible says, this is what it says in, in, in Luke 4, Jesus, this is, this, this is the anointing over Jesus. This is what it says. He said, and he, and he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. This is Jesus. They gave him the book and Jesus is going to say, what's the anointing? over his life he said and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written and and this is what Jesus said he said the spirit of God is upon me he said because he has did what anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor but not only that this is what it says we know that part but this is where we're going to stop today he has sent me to heal the broken hearted the anointing is here to heal the brokenhearted. The anointing is here to be. If your heart is, if you're in, de- if you're in depression, you feel your heart is broken to pieces. I'm telling you, the presence of God, the anointing can fix that. Jesus said, He said to heal the broken. You know, I put, I put. Uh, this is my version. Don't get me wrong. You don't have that version, but I tried to explain what it means to heal the brokenhearted, grief-stricken, desolate, devastated, and consolable miserable, depressed, melancholy, wretch, sorrowful, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and recover sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, those who are under demonic oppression. Jesus said that's what he came for, to set us free, to set us free, to set the captives free. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with depression because that's normal. But it's when it's prolonged, that's where the problem is. And you have to fight it as a, as a believer. According, according to Mayo Clinic, he said depression is a mood disorder. And there are several symptoms. The symptoms are feeling of sadness, emptiness, hopelessness, angry outbursts, irritability, frustration, loss of interest, loss of sleep disturbance you can't sleep because when you're depressed you can't sleep you toss around anxiety you're tired all the time lack of energy you know and while i'm saying that some of you probably gonna start seeing things in your own life agitation restlessness you start getting sick because you're because you don't have joy. You start getting sick because the moment you depress there's other things that attacks your body because you're not healthy you know, you start having bowel problems, you start getting sick. It says, it says unexplainable physical problem. This is for Mayo Clinic. They said they don't understand it, but once you go to depression, you have unexplainable things that, that's happening to you. You get sick, back up, back pain, headache. It is, 
It is true. And one of the first things depression does is loneliness. Loneliness, you know what it is? And that's why the enemy attack a lot of us as believers. And I'm speaking to believers. Is to feel lonely. All alone, no one cares for you. And that's one of the things depression does. It's like nobody cares for Nobody cares what I'm going through. Like I'm living in this world by myself. No one cares for me. You felt like nobody cares. Family don't care. The church doesn't care. Nobody cares. You felt that loneliness. You felt that you were living, you're living in that pain by yourself. Even Elijah, you know, don't, that's why I'm saying there's no shame with, with, with depression. The Bible's Elijah said, uh, 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 God, I'm the only prophet that's left. He said, take me away. That's a sign of depression. Most scholars believe he went through that. You're talking to Elijah, the guy who called fire from heaven. And he suffered depression. He said, I don't want to, I want to give up. I want to I give up in this. I want to give up in this in the ministry. I want to take you away. He, he went and hide himself in the brooks. And God said, hey, hey uh-uh. you're not by yourself because there's other, there's 600 prophets. 6,000, I mean, is it? I forgot. Oh, but there's other prophets. Loneliness is a real thing. And a lot of us suffer from that. A lot of us suffer from that. Not only that, depression brings loneliness. Another thing that depression does is hopelessness. It's the will, when you get depressed, it's the will to live. And that's one of the ways depression attacks you, is the, is the desire, life is meaningless. You don't have no desire to live. You don't have no good outlook on life. Everything is gloomy. Things gonna be bad. You don't wanna live, you don't have no hope, you don't think this thing's gonna be better. You think this is it. And that's how depression attacks you. You feel like there's no hope, there's no way. Like me, when I was going to that time, I feel like, man, there's no way out of this business. There's no way I can ever recover from this. But as a believer, put Proverbs, this is what it says, as a believer, this is what the Bible said. A believer, this is what the Bible said. He said, the path, hallelujah, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun. If you're a believer, your life is like the rising sun. The life of the righteous is not a sunset. You have to believe this. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Your, the life of the righteous is not a sunset. It's a sunrise. It's a sunrise. And I'm here to tell you this morning, your life is a sunrise. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Dry your tears. Stop complaining. Stop whining. Your life's going to get better. Your marriage is going to get better. Your life's going to get better. Be quiet because you're righteous. You're a child of God. You better believe this. You better, you better quote that verse over your life. When things don't make sense, you keep speaking that. He said, the life of the righteous is like a sunrise. Somebody say amen. Things going to get better. Things going to get better. Things going to get better. Somebody say amen. Things going to get better. The life of the believer is like a sunrise. Not only that, he says, because one of the things is different, it does to you. Depression is, is you feel that God has given up on you. And that's the scary part when you go to depression. It's, a, it's, it's, it's the thought that God has abandoned you. And as believers, that's a dangerous place to be. The moment you think God's given up on you, Oh, that's a very dangerous place. God's not give up on you. That's right. 
Because one thing the enemy does, once you put that in your mind, because the moment you feel God is with you, you feel like you can overcome anything. And the moment you think God is not with you, God's abandoning you, you don't feel like you can overcome anything. That's why as a believer, you have to believe. He said he will never leave you, never forsake you. He'll be with you because you're his child. And don't listen to the lie of the enemy that tells you that God has abandoned you because he is not abandoning you. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. God has not given up on you this morning. And I want to encourage you today. Another, another thing that brings depression is, is, but let me say this. I want to say this. Depression is not a sin. Because the church loves to say it's a sin. It's a natural thing. But it's when God tells you something about yourself, you don't believe it. That's where the problem is. Depression is not a sin. Because it's a natural thing as human beings. David went through it. The Bible says in Psalms 43 that David was a man after God's heart and he went to depression. Psalms 31 verse 10, I don't know if I put that there. He said, for my life is consumed with grief and my years with groaning. What do you think he's talking about? My iniquity has drawn my strength and my bones are wasting away. One of the things that leads depression, and I want to say that before I give you like four steps to do how to deal with it. One of the things that attack us. One thing that leads depression, there's several things that lead to depression. If you've been pessimistic about life, it could be chemical, it could be family, but one thing as believers that bring depression into our life is when you live a life of disobedience. Is when certain sin you do create depression. Certain things that you do, I'm not saying everything, but there's stuff you do in your life that leads to that. You remember Judas? You remember what he did after he saw Jesus and he could not recover from that? And he had he go and hang himself because that remorse, that depression said, there's no way because he, did, because he lived that life and God, he said the only way he could get out of it. And that's why as believers, you need to repent and confess your sin and get straight with God. Because if you live a life constantly in sin and disobedience, you know you're not living right. You know you cannot feel, the, you know you cannot feel God's presence. Because you experienced it before, you know how it feels. And when that relationship is lost. Are you getting this this morning? It creates depression. Let's put Isaiah 61 verse 3. This is what he says, almost done, almost done, almost done, almost done. He said, he says, this is what he says. He says, surely, Isaiah 61 verse 3, Isaiah 61 verse 3. He says, he says, we're going to target this thing. He says, he says, he says, you got it? He says, in Isaiah 6, he said, he said, God has given us, uh, uh, oh man. He said, he said, God has given us a spirit, God has given us a spirit of heaviness. But he has given us a garment of praise. You know, in the Bible, if you guys can find that verse for me. There when the word depression does not exist. The word that they use for depression in the Bible is heaviness. 
if you look in the old Webster dictionary, the, the first one that comes out, it's crazy. I was reading this. It says, it says, when you look at the dictionary, when he tried to describe what heaviness means, it says beside it, it said, it's a spirit of heaviness. There's, two, there's depression, there's the spirit of depression. Let me say this again. There's depression, there's the spirit of depression. The Bible speaks about it. And as believers, we, we have to stay in tune so we don't get, so we, we, we close those doors where the enemy can come in and bring those things into your life. When you disobey God, when you live a life of sin, you open a door for the enemy to come and bring this into your life. Are you getting this this morning? Yes. You guys found that verse yet? It says, it's, it, it's, the Bible said, for the spirit, God, he said, he, he said, God consoled those who mourn in Zion to give them beautiful ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. If you see that verse, God's basically comparing depression as a garment. It's like, it's like he's comparing the, he's coming praise as a garment and he's, he's comparing heaviness as a garment. It's like, it's like people, people say when they go to depression, it's like it's a garment in their soul. It's like they're carrying a load. That's why sometimes they can't even lift their head up because they're carrying that load in their soul because they feel it. It's like a, it's like, it's like a coat you're carrying deep inside. You can feel it. People even I say that's why people go to depression. They can't even lift their, their, their legs because, they had, they, because they're carrying that load in, deep inside. It is a real thing. But the Bible said there's four ways we can beat it. Somebody say amen. amen. There's four ways you can beat it. First way you can beat it is, what's the first point? It's to develop a life of worship. It's to develop a life of worship. Worship attracts the presence of God. Worship attracts when you, when you, the way you beat depression, when you feel that that heaviness is coming to, towards you. You stop praising him. The Bible said, put a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. When, that, when you feel that things are touching you, it's attacking you. What you do, you don't complain. You don't look at the situation. You stop praising him. You stop praising him. You start giving praise and tell God, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for saving me. You start raising your hand, just like we're singing this morning. Because the moment you stop praising him, the Bible says he inhabits the presence of God. The moment you stop praising him, you create an environment for God to come in. And your perspective change. A lot of times we get depressed because we are looking deep inside in, our, in ourselves to find the solution. Depression is basically worship in reverse. You just missed that. You just missed that. You just missed that. It's looking into yourself to find a solution. But when you start worshiping, you you shift the focus from yourself, from whatever that situation is, and you say, hey, I know I'm going through this, but my God is bigger than that problem. My God is bigger than that divorce. My God is bigger than that situation I'm going through. Because that's what worship does. Worship worship makes us focus on God. Somebody say amen. He says in Psalm 16, this is what he says. He says, he says, Psalm 16, he said, you will show the way of life. This is, this is what he says. I love that verse. I love that verse. He said, you will show me the way of life, granting me joy and of your presence and the pleasure of living with you forevermore. 
There's joy in his presence. There's joy in his presence this morning. That's why we cannot contain it. That's why I have to dance because I feel the joy of the Lord. It doesn't mean I'm not going to follow because I'm telling you I'm going to some follow. But the moment I start worshiping him, the moment I start raising my hand, I feel something deep inside of me and I can't contain it. I can't hide it. I have to raise my hand. I have to dance and tell him how thankful I am for because he has saved me. Somebody say amen. amen. Second thing, to, to beat depression, to work, to beat depression. He we, said, we, second thing you have to, to, you have to fight is, is, is living a life of thankfulness. Living a life, listen to this, and that's for the young people too. I'm going to talk to you young people. Because a lot of us, you complain because your parents did not get you the latest jeans, the latest tennis shoes. And you say, I'm depressed, I didn't get that. And for adults too. You know one of the reasons that a lot of people fell into depression is when you live a life of an unthankful, you're not thankful for what God has given you. You are mad because your dad stepped out of your life. You're angry because your mom wasn't there. You're angry because you didn't have everything. You're angry because they cannot give you what you want. You're still mad about something that happened a long time ago. Somebody did, did this to you. Your husband walked out, walk out away on you. Your ex walked away. And you're mad, you're angry. You did not get what you want. All you're doing is focusing on, on what you didn't have. Yes, your dad did walk away on, on you. Yes, your mom gave up on you. But when your dad walked away, your mom was still there. Are you getting this this morning? Yes. You didn't have all your parents, but your auntie helped you. You didn't have everything that you wanted, but you still had food on the table. You're still mad about something that happened 10 years ago. Say, oh, they didn't do this. My dad did this to me. My mom did this to me. Oh, I went to that divorce. You bitter. You so bitter. And you, you forgot how many people that was there for you. And you say, God, God did not give up on you. He put people in your place. But sometimes we're so focused on that simple thing that did not work. And you forgot how God provided for you. When you were so broke, somebody gave you money. Some, when you were so homeless, somebody opened the doors. They let you sleep at the house. Yes, you didn't sleep outside. Yeah, yeah. You didn't get aborted. You're still alive. A life of, of, of thankfulness. And sometimes we're so mad. Oh, I cannot do this. Hey, last time I checked, you don't have a, you don't have a, 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 a how do you call it? There's, how do you call this thing they put in your nose? Uh, uh, oxygen in your nose. Yeah. You're complaining about life, but you forgot that every morning you wake up, you're not in a gurney. Somebody's not feeding with a spoon. Yes, life may not go in the way you want it, but somebody, you open the fridge, you got, you got, you're not homeless, you're not living in a tent, you still, have a, you still have a roof over your head. God has blessed you, and you're still complaining about what you don't have. But what, what, what if you just turn around and look what he has done for you? All the hell and the high water you went through, all the stuff that you went through, but God took care of you. Somebody say amen. And young kid, you know, they get mad because you didn't get them that gene at H&M or whatever. There's a big gene they like, $220 gene. They're depressed. Oh, mom didn't get me that gene. I don't have that crazy, 
there's a high school bag, it's so expensive. Oh, how do you call it? That's, what's that? It's a, it's a high school bag. They, all, all of them want to wear in high school. If you don't wear it in high school, they, they get mad because you're not in the game club. Put that picture of Nick. And Nick. Put that picture of Nick for me. You guys got that? This is Nick. And you're complaining about not having your shoes. You're complaining not having a tennis shoes, young people. You're complaining not having, you can't wear that little less Michael Jordan, $240. You, you're giving your mom and parents hell in the house because you can't have this. Look at this guy. That's all he has. And he's joyful. He takes lives. He's grateful for what God has given him. He's grateful. Because the moment you become ungrateful, it opens a door to depression. Come on, let's take five seconds. Tell him thank you for what you have. Oh, look at my jacket this morning. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I'm not homeless. I'm not a homeless. Yeah, I may not be loaded, but I'm not a homeless. Oh, I get to watch Netflix tonight. I'm on the roof. I got AC. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I got toothpaste, toothbrush, because some people don't even have toothbrush. Oh, I gotta give it praise. Come on, let's take five second praise break. This is where you're in right now. Tell him thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. I'm not sick this morning. Somebody's not, somebody not spoon fed me. Hey, have a, have a bite, have a bite, have a bite, have a bite. I'm not with a gurney this morning. I put my jacket on and I put my Holy Ghost t-shirt on. I put my shirts on by myself. Nobody had to help me because uh, two years ago, I was at the hospital. Somebody had to carry me because I was bleeding deep inside. And then somebody had to carry me. Somebody had to brush. Somebody had to get up. You want to drink? And I could not do it. But this morning, look at me. Woo! I look good. <laughs> Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Thank you, Jesus! He's, he's faithful! He's faithful! He's faithful! Hallelujah! Last point! Last point! Last point! Watch this! One thing the enemy does... Oh, I feel the presence of God raising him right now. I feel him right now. He's already touching you guys. One thing he does... I don't have my notes, so I'm just going with what I know. My computer messed up. The enemy's messed up. My, everything's messed up. Hallelujah! You know one thing the enemy does... The devil, one of the reasons, main reason people get depressed is looking at the past. It's looking at the past. The devil loves to bring your past. The devil, life, they love to point fingers at what you did 10 years ago. The enemy wants to point his finger and said, things did not work in the past. Therefore, therefore, you should be depressed. Yes, you did that mistake a long time ago. But Jesus, don't look at your past. Jesus never said look at the past. He said, he said, go and sin no more. He didn't care about what the lady did. Yes, he forgives her, but he said, today, today the present. Don't go back in the past, young lady. Go back in the present because I have a plan for you. He said, go, put the past behind you. Put the past behind you. Go in the future. Think about the future. This is what Paul says. Oh, hallelujah. He said, I put the things behind me. You have that verse? You have that verse? He said, no, put the Paul verse. He said, I put, I, I laid things behind me. You know, the thing is, the thing is, some of us, we, we go back in the past. Philippians, 
Is that the right one? He says, put the things beyond us. Lay, he said, go forward. Don't think about the past. Go forward. Don't think about the past. Because the past, there's nothing good there. The enemy loves to bring your past and said, look at you. You went to jail. You did this. You did that. You did this. You did that. It's like it's a big billboard in front of your face. Every time you wake up in the morning, they be saying, you remember what you did? You, your life is messed up right now because of what you did 10 years ago. Yeah, you messed up your family. Look at you right now. You messed up right now because the enemy loves to put your past. But God, Jesus, Jesus said, go and sin no more. Think about the future because your future is bright. Let me tell you this morning, some of you, it's time to throw away your rearview mirror because there's nothing good in the back. Some of you need to go in your car and rip it. Don't rip it. Don't do that. Because I did rip mine. I did rip mine. I did rip mine. But some of you, you keep looking at the past. Yeah, you keep looking at the past. And that's why you cannot move forward. Because the moment you keep looking at the past, you're going to walk into disaster. Amen? If you keep looking at the past, you're going to end up with the same mistake you did. That's why you need to take the review mirror and take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off. Take it off this morning. Don't look at the past. Because your past is under the blood. Your your past is under the blood. Your past is under the blood this morning. Amen. Take the review mirror out this morning. Don't look in the past because when you think about the past, the past will bring depression. As believers, we need to believe our future is brighter, our future. It's going to be great. Your future is going to be great. And this morning, God is asking you to let go of the past. To let go of the past. Focus on the future. Let's put Philippians, the last verse I got there. He said, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Because we're in the series of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about it. You guys got that verse, be filled with the Holy Spirit? With Psalms? This is what he says. He said, be filled. He said, therefore, because we've been teaching about the Holy Spirit, and this is where we're going to bring this thing in. This is where we're going to lend the airplane this morning. That's why it's so important that you're filled with the Holy Spirit this morning. Because it is important that you feel with his presence. It is important because the only way when life, when the enemy throw that, 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 that mental of that mental of depression on your life and you feel like it's pressing you down the weight of life is beating you down that divorce is beating you down that thing is 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 weighing you down you can feel it in your soul you can't fight it because because you, because you can dis, because people go to to depression they know how it feel it's like it's a heavy burden they can describe he says therefore do not be foolish but understand what the will of the lord is verse 18 he said, do not get drunk. We've been talking about this. He said, with debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Put the next one. Addressing one another. Remember, we said, we speak to yourself. Speak to yourself. Remember what we talked about last week? Now you're catching it now. Speak to yourself with psalms and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. You see, I got two Ken Rye here. Can you guys see this? I love Pepsi, by the way. Cook sucks, sorry. <laughs> we, we'll edit that. 
I love Pepsi. Pepsi is good there. Especially if you're watching Matrix. <laughs> Take that aside. Oh, but be filled with this presence of God. Be filled with his presence. You see, I got two coke here. You know, if I put pressure on this, so two bottles, same bottle, they look the same. They look the same. But if I put pressure on one of them, if I put pressure on one of them, if I put pressure on one of them, it get crushed. But if I put pressure on this one, that divorce, that mental illness. People, my dad who gave up on me when I was a kid, he did not provide for me. I'm dealing with that, 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 that treachery. I don't have no money, life is beating me down. Things are not working the way I want it. <sighs> Things are not working the way I want it. I can feel the pressure over my life. I can feel the pain. My family's falling apart. My kids are not listening to me. Things are not going the way I want it. Life is not making sense. Depression in my life. My family's falling apart. But the difference with this one Oh, the difference with this one, the difference with this one, the difference with this one, you hear that? The difference with this one, hallelujah, oh hallelujah, I can feel those people right here. The difference with this one, the difference with this one, Papa, the difference with this one, the difference with this one, the difference with this one, it because it was filled with something, because it was filled with something. And today, when you fill with the Holy Spirit, I'm not saying there'll be no trouble, I'm not saying there'll be no headache, I'm not saying there'll be no divorce, I'm not saying there'll be no sickness I'm not saying there'll be no trouble but because because but because you're filled with the Holy Spirit when the enemy tried to put that depression upon you you were not going down you're not going down you're not going down because you're filled with the Holy Spirit because you're filled with the Holy Spirit somebody say amen somebody say amen come on raise your hand let's stand up on our feet this morning hallelujah oh hallelujah oh raise your hand this morning Worship him this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God here. He's here this morning. Raise your hand right now. Let's worship him right now in Jesus' name. Come on, church. Oh, let's ask for the Holy Spirit this morning. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. We love you, Jesus. Oh, how many of you want the Spirit to fill you this morning? Yes. Hallelujah. We want more. More of your presence. More of your presence. More of you, come on church, raise your hand right now. Worship him. Worship him right now. Worship him right now. Worship him right now. Worship him right now.